Hi, you're listening to On Manorama's It's Cleaner podcast, Newsbreak, a weekly show that breaks down news in a clutter-free manner. This is Harita Benjamin, and today I'm here to welcome you all to Newsbreak's 100th episode on the Kerala budget. On Manorama's senior correspondent, uh, Ayyappan R, joins us today to decode uh, the 180-page long budget uh, speech. He's going to decode it for us. Uh, now, let's start with an overview of the Kerala budget. Uh, so, Ayyappan, could you just give us a brief on what the Kerala budget looked like for you? Harida, uh, for me, uh, two things stood out for me in, in Balagobal's fourth budget. One was the sudden about turn the dramatic about turn that the left government has taken and two is the is the uh, conservative fiscal management of kn balagobal so these are the two things that stood out for me in this budget uh, coming to the first one i thought this one this budget balagobal's fourth budget was a counterpoint to the kfb model that was introduced by thomas isaac by the former finance minister uh kfp was the quintessential left model left alternative because it was it was created to create social assets through kfp kfp was a special purpose vehicle to create social assets like roads and bridges and schools and transmission lines uh but now in this budget what kn balagobal is 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 wanting is a private crowding is a crowding in of private investments he has asked private investors to come in and exploit the commercial possibilities of 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 the facilities that of the major projects that kerala has vinyam the kuchin port the new the new facilities that have come up in kuchin port that was inaugurated by those were that were inaugurated by the prime minister in the middle of january uh, the the dry dock the the ship repair center the lpg import center facility so and and also the proposed industrial corridors in kochi palakkad nidiki so these major projects and tourism so he is asking private players to come in and exploit these kerala sectors and he is expecting 3 lakh crore private investment to crowd in in 3 years as for kifpi in the initial phase when isaac announced it it was 50000 crore in 5 years so now that uh, the center has has sort of made kifpi almost dysfunctional because it can't be used for its original purpose because its borrowings are being included in 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 kerala's have to be included in kerala's debt calculations it it can't be used the way it was used when isaac began it so what is the way out and it it is difficult for kerala to pay its pensions to because the pension company that kerala had started to to provide pensions the kerala social security pension limited that too has been sort of dismantled disabled by the center so how are we going to get the money and in this budget and in his fourth budget he has given the answer which is private investment and he, he and he has specifically said this will be modeled perhaps it was to give it a give it 
give it a left flourish, a Marxist, a communist flourish. He said uh, this would be modeled on China's uh, special economic zones. In, in, about, in about a year in 1980, between 1980 and 81, Deng Xiaoping had created four special economic zones. And these, these, are, these are now flourishing, and these are very popular names today. Shenzhen, Shantu, Shuhai, Xiamen. And Balogobal is proposing to create such special economic zone where free market policies will be at work. Because in China, at that time, in 1980, when it was a communist dictatorship, Deng Xiaoping had introduced market, free market policies in these enclaves within the communist superstructure. So that was one. And the second idea that came through was the fiscal conservatism of Balogobal. The second thing that stood out for me in this budget uh, was Balogobal's conservative fiscal management strategy. Last time when he presented the budget, he had, he had expected revenues to grow by 12%. But actually, as it turned out, it, it, it grew only by 7%. So uh, he didn't get the revenue that he expected. This was especially so for GST. He expected a GST collection growth of 21%, but as it turned out, it was just 10%. So there is some merit in the opposition argument or their complaint that Balogobal is not doing enough to, to streamline the tax administration. So on the one hand, uh, you, you, you have a lower collection. Your revenues have gone down. But surprisingly, uh, Balogobal had projected a smaller fiscal deficit and a smaller revenue deficit. How is it, if your revenue, revenue has reduced, how is it possible to have a lower fiscal deficit? I think he has done it basically by contracting expenditure. And in, in the case of expenditure, what, what stood out was that he had drastically, drastically uh, curtailed expenditure in social services, which is on education, on health, on sanitation, on family welfare, on social, uh, social welfare. All of this he had reduced. And normally, normally, uh, traditionally, every year, the expenditure on social services have increased every time, right, right. through for, for, for decades it has been the case. But this time, it has gone down. It has gone down by 5,000 crore, I mean, social services. Also, economic services, which is basically agriculture and rural development. This too has gone down, not even stagnant, it has gone down by nearly 700 crore. So, he has achieved this fiscal consolidation by reducing expenditure on social services and economic services. And this is not good for Kerala that is going through a recession by Balagobal's own admission. Right. So uh, you also spoke about the crowding in of private investment, and that's what the government is trying to do, right? But uh, investors are also likely to, uh, I mean, are very unlikely to invest if the consumer demand is slackening and, you know, the expenditure on um, uh, on social welfare and everything is going down and people are having less money to dispose, uh, then that's going to be weakening the consumer demand, right? And uh, in that case, uh, won't the entire plan of crowding in private investment backfire? And uh, my second question is, was there anything at all uh, which was there in today's budget uh, which tried to boost a consumer demand at all? 
uh, the, the first part of the question that was very surprising for me yeah uh, clearly consumption demand is low and one proof is definitely the fall in the price of cement the construction normally boosts our, cons- uh, our demand in, in kerala and increases our, our revenues our gst revenue but that has fallen the price of cement has fallen so uh, i expected him to roll back the fuels the 2 rupee fuels right. because the 2 rupee fuels as last time that he had introduced had had a multiplier effect i mean it triggered an overall increase in prices that could be one reason why our gst collections then come up to the levels that balagobal had intended correct so that 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 could be that the problem that you flagged i think continues because he had not done anything in this budget to boost consumption demand Hmm. all right so there was uh, there were these uh, few announcements in the field of education and health as well right uh, so uh, are you saying that these aren't uh, sufficient and uh, you know and is it really effective the kind of announcements which were uh, you know made by ba- balagobal today harida uh, these were general announcements there were there were oh, yeah. no specific proposals but i think the yeah. idea yeah the idea is good actually the point is he he wants to keep both the people both the youngsters and money and the money they take out in kerala so that is what he is trying i mean it's again that 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 emphasis on private capital he hmm. wants foreign universities to come in he wants outside universities to come in he wants higher higher education to look more attractive and for this he considers private investment as the sole panacea so as an idea it can work right but uh, uh, but how how they are going to plan it how the nuances of it the details of it the fine print is still not clear right okay so now uh, moving on let's uh, uh, talk about agriculture and you know the rubber prices so as against expectations the msp for rubber was increased by rupees uh, 10 right so do you think this is enough to satisfy the farming community and how effective is it going to be in general see the uh, i didn't expect him to increase uh the the procurement price of rubber yeah even by 10 rupees because even 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 two days before in the assembly the agriculture minister made it very clear that we will not increase it unless the center offers some kind of a support correct so yeah. but even this 10 10 rupee thing it, it is a risk free uh it is a risk free allocation but politically very showy politically glamorous the ldf can claim that they have increased the the the, the procurement price by 10 rupees but see the fact is quite strange you know the fact is pretty uh, complicated uh, at at the moment the price of rubber hovers around the average in the last few days it averages near 165 between 165 and 170 Yes. so the existing procurement price is 170 which was no of no use to the farmers rubber farmers now they have increased it by just rupees 10 so smaller or marginal farmer might get some relief out of this a 10 to 15 rupee increase i mean he might get some 10 to 15 rupees increase per kg but what they are asking for is 300 rupees per kilo yeah uh, even the ldf had promised 
250 per kilo. But then to be fair to them, in the manifesto itself, it has been stated that it can be made 250 only if the center shares a part of the burden, part of the subsidy. Okay. So I don't, for small and marginal farmers, I think, I mean, um, uh, even at even a 10 rupee increase, even a 10 rupee benefit is good enough, good enough. But then the the uh, it is risk free for the government because, you know, last time uh, or in 2022-23, uh, Balogobal had earmarked, what, 500 crore for the subsidy scheme. You know how much was utilized? The utilization was just 58 crore. Oh, okay. And in the fiscal before that, he had, uh, again, it was uh, 500 crore and the utilization was just 20 crore. Right. And last, this is ongoing fiscal, the allocation was 600 crore and, and, and the utilization till now is just about 160 crore. So, even if you, you have increased it by 10 rupees, the government knows for sure the entire amount will not be taken. Because, you know, right. uh, rupees 10 or 15, 10 to 15 rupees is not attractive enough. And two, there are problems with registering in the portal. The website is not open at all. So, there are certain problems with the website. Government is not working on that. Okay. All right. Now, uh, moving on, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, how revenue is going to be mobilized, right, uh, in the budget. You even mentioned in one of your pre-budget uh, write-ups that Balagobal will have to mobilize around uh, 3,000 crores of money, additional revenue. Uh, so has he been able to do that uh, with the announcements which were made today? And uh, like, if not, how is he going to manage? No, uh, uh, last time, last time, the last budget was the heaviest additional resource mobilization that any finance minister in Kerala had done, which is nearly 3,000 crore last time. Right, okay. Uh, that still stays. He has not rolled back anything. Oh, that just, stays. It's become a habit right. for us. Yeah, that stays. Okay. Uh, now, this time, he has, uh, what do you call, inflicted or he announced and an additional resource mobilization worth 1607 crore okay uh, um, i mean this is this is mostly mostly uh, what do you call he, he has um, uh, i think he has done it quite uh, meticulously because he had not really burdened the people as such because he has taken it uh, things that have been untouched for quite, for years i mean electricity duty for instance has yeah. been un, untouched for for, for what for for uh, 50 years, since, for nearly since 1963, century, I think. Yeah. Since 1963. Yeah. Minor changes, and from, but here I have a small doubt. I really, I've, uh, I really not, I've not really understood this. In the budget speech, he had said from both these small tweaks in electricity duties, hmm. he is not expecting more than 125 crore, not expecting more than 130 crore. Right. But in the budget documents, uh, it says, he is expecting 1,100 crore from electricity duties. That is a very uh, authentic document, the budget document, which I presented along with the, with the, with the budget speech. But and he in, hasn't in announced any other tariff uh, changes he, either. Yeah. yeah. He, he hasn't announced anything. Possibly, okay. that could be the duty that the government is expecting the, the, the KCB to pay. <laughs> and okay. there is this duty on the sale of electricity. KCB is the biggest seller of electricity. They have not right. been paying duty to the government. They've run up a 
huge arrears. I think government is expecting the KCB to pay its arrears. That could be how he is expecting 1,100 crore from electricity duties. Normally, normally electricity duties fetch you nothing more than 100, 150 crore. This time he is expecting 1,100 crore. Uh, so but how, there is how one, would he be expecting uh, KCB to pay the arrears all of a sudden? This, uh, no, this has been yeah. KCB has been told this even before. It's just right. that KCB has been ignoring this. Okay. So this time they might be using some amount of pressure, some right. uh, yeah, okay. some incentives on other areas so that KCB could pay this. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, but there, there is this, there is one uh, revenue generating measure that might affect common people. Uh, he is into, he, he is uh, what he called the, the increase in court fee stamp, right? Especially for 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 uh, uh, especially when you when you file a criminal case in a check bounce case, you know, when you file a criminal case in a if you you if someone gives you a check, a fake check, it bounces and then. normally what you do is you you file a criminal case you file a criminal case beat any amount beat 5 lakh or beat 50 lakh or beat 1000 rupees the court fee stamp is 10 rupees okay now now this has been increased to up to if the, if the dishonored check is some 10000 rupees you will have to pay a court fee stamp of 250 so 10 to 250 so if it is anything above 10000 it is 5% of the check amount meaning if you uh, uh, if 1 lakh is the a uh, dishonored check is the amount of the dishonored check then you'll have to pay 10000 5000 so this can sort of dissuade people from filing criminal charges in a fake check case because uh, uh, court fee uh, the court fee Uh, which was just 10 rupees can even go up to 3 lakh right that can be a big dampener for people that can cause some harm for people because they uh, you you can't file a case it'll be they'd rather not for file yeah. Man. yeah yeah they'd rather not file be difficult right. for them to file a case against tricksters right so and there was this uh, 1000 crore uh, which was allotted for development projects which are related to the navagerla sadas so uh, i had a query whether this is exclusively for the navagerla sadas or it also includes the other funds which were allotted to infrastructure urban development etc um, yes, yes yes yeah it it is a i think it is a it is an accumulation of a number of projects that is that 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 have been announced in the budget all right so wouldn't this be and, a and case uh, of double counting then no no it this usually happens in the budget say for instance uh, government announces a nidiki package or okay. an alapura alapura package uh, you, you might say it's a 50 50000 crore package but most of the most of the uh, what you call the finer details uh, part of the projects would be uh, what you call uh, would be um, uh, announced under the uh, roads and bridges headline or under the uh, ports headline on the agriculture so it is a it is an accumulation of all of these small small projects that that work up to the 1000 crore navagerla i think it could be roads it could be bridges it could be a port anything it could be a library right all of that that would have already been included in the budget all right it is not a separate thing it's not a separate thing it's not an additional thing 
Okay, okay. So uh, to wind up, uh, do you have uh, any comments on today's budget on like what could have been done better? Uh, and any, uh, you know, uh, final takeaways uh, for the general audience? No, for me, I thought, I mean, this is a recession time. The yeah. finance minister himself said there is recession, but he didn't do anything to sort of boost consumption, boost demand. I mean, you have to boost demand to get over this. You need revenues. And uh, I expected him to ro- roll back uh, the 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 two that rupee process. price. Okay, because, yeah. because you know the two rupee says had actually led to a fall in sales tax. Sales tax, sales tax basically depends fully on 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 the sale of fuel, because fuel is outside GST. So sales tax uh, depends on fuel sales. We uh, GST um, CAD figures are there to show that. The sales tax figures have actually come down far below the budgeted estimate. This could be one reason why the sales figures have come down. Fuel sales figures have come down. We already have had reports of of people living in border areas going to the neighboring state to fill up their cars. Right, and yeah. uh, interstate trucks. I mean, they don't come to Kerala to 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 fill up their their tanks. And after the uh, what do you call the two rupee cess was introduced, Kerala had the highest petrol price in south india and the highest diesel price in the whole of india it's a huge dampener and that had to be rolled back you had to boost demand that was not done so right. chance. all right uh, so thank you so much ayapan for joining us uh, so this is on manorama's news break an explainer podcast produced by harita benjamin with technical production by idea brew studios it comes out every week and is available on all podcast platforms so do follow on manorama.com for more budget related updates 